Do you know what it takes to move good to great? Are you almost where you need to be but not quite there yet? Find your way to success today. Welcome to the James Stentley Show with Dr. James Stentley. We've got the tips and guidance you need to propel your success to the next level. Now, here's your host, Dr. James Stentley. Hello, 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 and welcome to the James Stentley Show. And remember, we don't think outside the box because in our world, there is no box. Hey, guys, I've got a very special guest online with me today. We're going to have some fun. It's going to be James Stentley Raw Unleashed. I'm going to give him permission to share whatever he needs to share on this radio. And if he says the wrong thing, I'm going to mute him. <laughs> but his name is uh, Dennis James Allen. Dennis is a great friend of mine. Uh, we began hanging out uh, many, many years ago. Uh, so we've got about over a 40-year history of being friends and being brothers. Uh, and we're going to talk about a lot of things that you may not know about me, but just about life. And then we're going to business as well because he's a consummate entrepreneur. This gentleman has created businesses uh, more than you can shake a stick at. As a matter of fact, he is one of the top personal trainers in the world today. And this gentleman is just doing a phenomenal job focusing on health. He's older than I am, but boy, is he ripped. And he, he knows how to take good care of himself. So I want to welcome Dennis to the show. Dennis, are you there? I'm here, James. Great, great, man. Well, first of all, welcome to the show, man. Look, it's kind of surreal because I remember you had your radio show, and uh, you never let me on your show. I think I had a, a, I had a little, a little line I could say one day. I wasn't good enough to talk about your show. I couldn't talk there, folks. <laughs> well, actually, James, it wasn't my show. It wasn't my show. It was her kids' show, and I right, just was right. a guest on there myself. I just created. So what happened was, I had a hair magazine. And I called Herb Kent one day because he was a good friend of ours, mine and yours. Yeah. And I said, hey, Herb, let's call a beauty salon and let's, let me ask him a question because both of us, again, have licenses to teach and do hair. So yeah. I said, let's, let me call him, let's call a salon. Let me ask him a question and I'm going to give them the prize of my magazine. And so we started calling it the beauty shop of the day and we did it every Saturday. I did it for the first three years. Herb did that show for 25 years. Wow. After that. He did it until he died. Wow. But I created that beauty shop of the day. Well, you create a lot of stuff, man. So for all of our listeners, you know, a lot of these folks know me and know my background, but I'm going to let you tell a story and see if you remember it. How did we first meet? So what happened was we were all at, we were, we were, we were at this disco because, you know, it was high school, college disco. That was the graduation process. So we were, it was, so we were, we were at, we were at this disco. James was still in high school. I was say I was, I was born in college. James was still in high school. We were in a dance contest and it was three of us. And at the end, there was nobody left but, but me, my friend, Gerald and James. And so that's how we met. James gave us a ride home. We lived across the street. James was a manager for Church's Chicken at, and when he was a senior in high school. We all were too young to be in the club in the beginning. So James <laughs> were, was, was the manager of Church's Chicken. And it just so happened, my front window looked right across the street at his restaurant. So he came to our house, he dropped us off, came to our house, stayed the night, and never went home. <laughs> <laughs> and never went home. And that's how we uh, became brothers. Uh, well, you know, okay, he hit it right on the head. It was a dance contest, and he did this dance contest. William Barnett was one of the big major dance promoters. I know you know William because he had us wearing no socks and no underwear. But anyway, 
Uh, right. So that, that was just a thing then. And he, he was a big uh, promoter of, uh, of, of, uh, of different parties through the Play, Playboy Club and different parts of Chicago. And it was a very famous disco called the Godfather Disco on 77 in Halston. And we all snuck in the disco. We didn't know one another. And it was a dance contest. And they had one contest. It was all men. And the women would judge who would win. And, um, and there were three finalists. That was a tie. It was myself, Dennis, and it was Gerald, a friend of Dennis's as well. So Dennis said, you know, I gave them a ride to the house. I'm 18. I'm a senior in high school. I, I get to the house, and lo and behold, they live right across the street from the restaurant I managed at 18. And their front picture window faced my window of the restaurant, so I could see everything going on in my restaurant. And I never went home forever. <laughs> that's funny, but that's true. That's a true story. Yes, yes. Now, it's kind of funny, guys, because... A lot of people can't uh, remember myself or you because I have very little hair. I'm holding on. You took all your hair off. But tell them our hair stories, man, because that was so crazy. What are some of the things we had to do with our hair every single night? So we would roll our hair because we had, so again, it's a sign of the times. We're in the 70s. Everybody's wearing, so we, we, we went from, here's how it started. Everybody had, was copying the Jackson 5, so everybody had a Big Mac Pro. After the Jackson 5, they, they, they started processing their hair. We had our hair processed. We would go and sometimes get our hair done twice a week. And on the days that we didn't go get it done, we would roll our hair at night. I was the only one that could roll hair. So every time they made me mad, I would roll their hair. So, <laughs> so they would have to flip their hair back the next day to go to the club because we went to the club every night and got up and took care of our business the next day. Yeah, and it's kind of amazing, man, because, you know, I didn't think about the fact that the Jackson 5 era in the, in the uh, what's the other group? The Silvers or something like that? The Silvers, yeah. That's how everybody came out of the, the afro into the, into the, the afro phase. Everybody processed their hair, and we would roll it up and feather it, right? And Dennis, man, right. you were so cool because you were the only person that could roll hair. So if we made you mad and you didn't get, and you, we didn't do what you wanted us to do, we had to right. do a look like uh, a scaredy cat. Like, it was crazy. We had a lot of fun, man, because we went to the clubs every single night to the point where, if I remember correctly, um, we they did a radio show promoting us coming to the club. Because Now, why did they want us at the club? Tell them that story. Because you say what, James? Say that again? Why, why did they want us at their clubs? Because all the women came to see us. And that's no, that's not a lie. That's a God's honest truth. All the women came to see us dance, Panaman, or whatever the thing was at that time. So they would basically open up the doors to us and let us do whatever we wanted. Yeah, so the bottom line is that we were one amongst the, the top five dancers in the entire city of Chicago uh, for, for many, many right. years. And, I'm, and I just brought Dennis on the show because I need a witness up in here, up in here. But we're going to talk about health and wellness and what he does in the spiritual life and all that cool stuff. But Dennis, you want to share with them uh, uh, any type of, uh, what's one of the funniest stories that we got a lot of, but what they get, tell us a funny story or something we may have experienced. Let me see. So the funniest story to me was when, was when, 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 when we were, well, it was snowing. It was the snow of 79. Oh God. And, and somebody's car, it was your car that got stuck. Right. And, 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 and we had a friend that we called Poison. His name was Bruce, and he was so bad, we just called him Poison. So so he, Poison was behind the wheel, 
and we were pushing him out. And I think it was Jackie Jackson, who was another friend of ours who was in the group. Jackie Jackson was pushing, and, and once we got him out of the, got the car out of the hole, Poison just drove off and left him in a blizzard. <laughs> 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 he said, I'm not going to stop again, so I don't want to get stuck again. <laughs> so here we are, stuck in the snow. The blizzard of 79, the snow is like all the way to the wayside. The car stuck. So we're pushing the car out of the snow, and we're pushing, pushing, and pushing. And Jackie had made Larry mad. We called him Poison because he was so bad, he was just poison in every situation. And Poison got put his foot on the gas pedal, left all of us out there in the blizzard. In a snow, it just kept driving. <laughs> yeah, that, that was good. We had a lot of them. You know, we lived one of those lives. Like, I remember Saturday Night Live was, uh, and Saturday Night Fever uh, was the movie, of, the movie of the year. And Staying Alive was a song. And I remember every day when we got dressed, we played Staying Alive. We do our hair. We put on our disco clothes. And every night, our job was to go to the club. We actually made money at the club. And to a point more where we money, for three, three or four years because we made more money, money than people. More money than people who work jobs were making. We made a lot of money. When I tell people the stories that we were making sometimes like maybe $1,500 a week. And $1,500 a week was a lot of money in the 70s and 80s, early 80s. We yeah. were making a lot of money. So we realistically lived in the club. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, can I remember those days? Uh, never went outside up, without a suit on. We never went outside without a suit on our hair done. Now, you were the king of suits, man. You had all the suits, man. How, how many suits do you think? Now, look, you're 19 years old. How many suits did you own? I had a bunch. Of, I had to have at least 50, 60 suits. Yeah, and then, and then I, I had my nine 50, suits and put it with just 60, and we make them 85. I, I well, when we know. first came out, though, when we first came out, I think we man only had two or three suits. Yeah, yeah. And all yeah. we did was change shirts and ties. That's true. That's true. So even now, for everybody that's listening and watching, you know, if you got two or three good suits, you can change shirts and ties, and you can make it do what it does. But you know, we got to a suit culture, and everything. Every time somebody bought us something for Christmas, it had to be a suit because we didn't wear blue jeans. We just wore suits and we played basketball. We wore suits, we danced, and we played basketball. That was just the life. To the point I remember leaving purchase right. uh, chicken and going full time. And then we both got into the hair business, man. Tell us about that, your experience of doing hair. So so this is what happened. James James was doing we had a, we were we were living in a house with James' father. James was doing hair in the basement. So James was doing hair. I had never done hair yet though. But and so James was going to school. So he actually was going to school. So I'm watching James make all this money. I'm like, well, I can roll hair, so I should be able to do hair, too. So I put a relaxer in this girl's head. Cool. It came out cool. It was cool. Then now I'm going to cut it. Uh oh So I cut it, and it looked like it was scissor hands had been let <laughs> loose in her head. I called James downstairs. I said, James, come and help me. <laughs> so James had to come downstairs and fix the haircut. And that girl was my friend from the time I was like, I had been knowing her since we were 12 years old. And the only reason why she didn't get mad at me was because of that. And, and, and matter of fact, the girl is Derrick Rose's grandmother, the baby's grandmother. 
The girl that's Pam, but Pam Reese is baby Derrick Pam Blackman. Derrick Rose is baby. You don't put the name out there. Okay, the sorry, about. Pam Blackman. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. Sorry, Pam, but I mean, she was my friend and she loved me so much that she did not get even get mad at me. Yeah. She said when she went home, she cried because she had beautiful hair. She went home, she said, she, said, she went home, she cried, but she wasn't going to let me see her cry. And I love her to this day for that. Uh, and I tell you, she sat in that chair. And, and, and then, you, there, you just thought you could Here's the other part of the story. Okay. So I ended up going, James was going to school at that time. Right. So I go up to the school to see James at the hair school, and the and the man at the, the the man who owns the school immediately makes me start shampooing. I hadn't had a day in school. I'm shampooing people's hair and putting them under the dryer. So that's when I just decided I might want to go to school for hair too. And I'll tell you, you got to be really good at hair. You get you win a lot of awards for for doing hair. I quit. It was just too much work standing behind that chair. I just couldn't handle it any longer. I only went to hair school. So I can roll my own hair and not have to be your hostage. <laughs> so I invested thousands of dollars just so I can get away from being held hostage to doing your biddings. And I tell you, I remember one time you got to be really good at doing hair, but your hands would shake real bad. So your hands would always shake. And, and a lady, one girl right. was sitting in, in, the, in the chair and she said, isn't my hair going to be uneven with your hands shaking like that? He said, don't worry, it's going to shake on the other side the same way. <laughs> I know, I don't worry, don't take it. I get to the other side too. <laughs> I thought I One of the reasons I wanted to do this show because Dennis is a great friend of mine. He's been on on radio. He's on a, one of the most popular hair magazines in the entire world. Extremely creative gentleman as well. Uh, he is. Uh, he really believes in health. He's really anchored in the spiritual life. But along the way, we had a tremendous amount of fun, man. And I remember, we got about two minutes before we go to our first break, but every Thanksgiving, we, I'm not even going to tell the story, Dennis, every Thanksgiving, we would get our suitcases and tell them the story. We would get our suitcases, put our spoon, put our forks, knives, and plates in it, and just go to people's houses, pull our stuff out, and eat at their house, watch our plate, put it back here, and then go to the next person's house and eat. They, <laughs> they, they knew we were coming. They knew we were coming. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the Blues Brothers. It was like the Blues right. Brothers. We had a briefcase with our plates, forks, and knives, and napkins, and everything in it. We just go and sit down at the table, pull our stuff out, and eat. Wash it off, put it back in there, go back to the next house. So imagine the Blues Brothers so, come to your house with a suitcase. They open up the suitcase at your table, pull out a plate, a knife, a fork, spoon, and napkins. We even had our own aluminum foil. We put, we put our plate out, eat out our own plate, rinse it out, put it back in there. And then when we got towards the end, we piled up the plate with our two and ten for you and take a big plate home in our suitcase. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's funny. It's funny because that was just simple fun. And we were yeah. grown. We were like in our 20s. We were grown. I mean, we're not talking about when we were 15, 16. We're talking grown men. But people don't know how to have fun like that no more. They don't know how to have fun like that anymore. And that's the problem. Yeah, man, you know, you know, it, we had a ton of fun, and we were in great shape. I was a martial artist. We were a great boxer. You hit somebody, they'd definitely be knocked out because you always had the big guns. <laughs> but we had a ton of fun every single day. Our life was just fun, and we made money fun. every single day. Every, every single, single day. Yeah, I was just thinking, about, I was thinking about, man, we got so much stuff going on that we've done. 
But uh, I was thinking about uh, not the one we dropped when we locked Jackie in the closet and went to the movies. That was cruel. You know, when that, well, I don't know if the Statue of Liberty. I remember, James, when we used to jump out of our car if somebody was getting beat up. Yeah. We would jump out of our car and help the person that was getting beat up. Yeah, we drive down the road. We, 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 would, we see somebody getting beat up in the in a in a yeah, or just on a corner, a random person. We jump out the car and help help whoever's getting beat up. Not today. I would <laughs> I wouldn't dare do that now. I wouldn't dare do that no, now. But we actually shot. did that. We get shot. Hey, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We're gonna come back with Dennis Allen, and we're gonna go into phase two, have some more fun, then talk about some business and talk about help. We'll be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Mental illness affects more people than you might think. Now there's a program that showcases support resources, how many people in our society view mental illness, and how the culture surrounding it is changing. Listen for We Are Hope with co-founder and host Sean Perry. Mental health is being seen as a public health crisis, and we want to help, support, and listen. You'll hear the discussions and conversations that need to happen. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. it's easy and best of all it's free start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top once you've created an account and signed in you can create your own custom library opt into our newsletter search by show host guest or topic of interest or browse millions of hours of content across all of our voice america radio channels Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Again, that's JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm here with my good friend and my brother, Dennis James Allen. We're just reminiscing on, on old times, and I hope this kind of sparks some memories within each and every one of you who are listening to remember to think back in times in a time when life was just simple. You know, we were grown men, but we had a time of our lives. Each and every day was a great day, a day full of fun, laughter, new adventures. And that's one of the things that's driven our lives. So, so Dennis, we were talking about, I alluded to Sightown Boogie, which was a name that was given us in Hammond, Indiana. We would go out there and uh, compete against dance country and gong shows against a lot of singers and, and a lot of people who had real talent. And I'll never forget that they were in the finals. We were in the finals. 
because we were such good dancers. That uh, tell them about the flashlight story. Remember the song "Flashlight, Flashlight." You so, so James came because so we we say we're saying it's a bunch of good good groups out here. We gotta have to do something to 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 to, to stand out. We gotta do something to stand out. So what we did was we took a bunch of Christmas trees, small twinkle lights, and we and we and, and we pinned them onto our suits. And so when the part flashlight came on, I know it showed up gonna be flashlight. Somebody plugged us in with an extension cord and the lights were just twinkling all over everywhere and everybody just went crazy because they couldn't believe they turned all the lights out and all you could see <laughs> was the was the twinkling of the lights on our jacket. So, you know, think about this. Now, I, I was watching uh, America's Got Talent, and they got a lot of acts out there now that have, uh, where they have the lighted suits, and the lights have been going on off, and they disappear. So here we are. Like, this had to be in the late 70s, early 80s. Late 70s. Yeah, in the late 70s. Yeah, late 70s. So we're at this dance contest in Hammond, Indiana. It's a, it's a the main prize, like $1,000, and that's a lot of money. And we had, that's how we paid our bills. So we got our suits and we lined them all up with all these these Christmas lights, not the big bulbs, silly, the little bitty bulbs. <laughs> and then and then our lights went out, and then somebody plugged us in. We had extension cords all the way from the back of the stage to the front, and then lights came back on. We were dancing on tables, and everybody just went crazy. And we ended up winning that contest against some great talent. And I tell you, man, I don't think I thought of that. I think you're the one. I think you're the one that thought about that. I think you put that together. I think I just had the lights. I, I don't. But whatever it was, it was Jesus. I think I, we, I, so. We always had collaborations where we all came up with part of the idea. Somebody would come up with an idea, and then somebody would put something with it, and then somebody would put something with it, and we'd all say, "Yeah." Yep. <laughs> we'd all say, "Yeah." And you look up, and we're and, and we're uh, and we went in the contest. We're the winners. Yeah, absolutely. The winners. absolutely. We won a lot of contests. Well, I'm gonna talk about one. We won a lot of contests. I'm gonna talk about one funny contest, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it here. Look, we're in this contest. We have to win the grand prize because it always have to be at the end of the month, and rents due. So Dennis had these suit coats that were three quarter length that were like look like tuxedos, but three quarter length tuxedo jackets. So we got the jackets, and then we got some black some pants, and we cut the the pants off at the knees and rubber band them around our knees. So, and then we put on ascot. So it looked like we had on a full suit, but if you open up the suit, all we have on is the ascot, the jacket, underwear, and then pants from the knees down. Bikini underwear, bikini underwear. Bikini underwear, uh, yeah, uh, not uh, boxers. Uh, right, not, not boxers, not yeah. boxers, briefs. Now, now that's a time when the brother was a little ripped. So, you know, I, I was there once, let me just have this one moment and I'm gonna get serious <laughs> in, the, in the last half of the show. So we're doing a song, a love song, and everybody loved our love songs. And we went to one part of the love song, and it said, hold it, hold it, listen. No, that was, that's another, that was another. What was the song we did on that? Hot Stuff. It was, uh, uh, I can't remember, James. Hot Stuff. That was you thinking about the song, when it came out the, came out the box. When Jack came out the box, hot but stuff, Hot James, Stuff was hot that stuff. song. And we bust out our jackets and threw them on the floor, and all we got on is bikini underwear. Turn up, got some Hot Stuff, up. baby. Showed up, got some hot stuff. When they said hot stuff, we took our jackets off. 
And boy, they start screaming. They went, wow, boy, we made so much money. They would throw money on the floor. We were the original people. When you hear the, the phrase, make it rain, we started that, make it rain. They made it rain on us. They made it rain on us a bunch of nights fully clothed. Yeah, fully absolutely. Fully clothed, they made it rain. Rain, rain, rain. And we had everything from dance routines to everything, but nobody could touch us individually. Nobody could touch us as a group. And to the point we even would go to Dingbats where Mr. T was a, was a bodyguard. And he was the right. bouncer. And he was his right. little dancing brothers. Let him on in. Let him on in. Let him in. <laughs> so that the soul train. We just had the time of our life. Our uh, life. So we that that's how we started Panamani. Right. Now tell everybody about Panamani. What is Panamani? How does that work? So Panamani was lip singing. What is, what, is, what is considered lip singing now? So we were Panamani. It was like the late 70s, early 80s when the Panaman came out. We had, we were so good. They actually were doing, getting ready to do a TV show. Remember that, James? Yeah, yeah. They were about to do yeah. a lip-sync TV show in the early 80s now, in the early 80s. We yeah. had great dance routines and everything to go with it. You would think we were the actual group. They, we called ourselves the No-Jays. Yeah, we could. the O-Jays were taken, so we were the No-Jays. I think, uh, uh, what's, what's that boy name that gave us that name? That's not the OJs. Those are no Jays. <laughs> I think it was Stoney. It was Stoney? I think it was Stoney Jackson. And Stoney is still 75 years old, dancing like he's 16. If you look over, <laughs> if, you, if you catch him on YouTube, he's the guy that gets 2 million hits for dancing. He dances wow. even now, James. He gets 2 million hits. Every time somebody posts a video of Stoney dancing, he gets 2 million hits. Hits. Two million hits dancing, and he got it from us. But boy, that boy can go. He's, he's about seventy. He got to be seventy-five he is years 76, old. He's seventy-six years old, and I always tell him, "I'm chasing you." Years old. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. so now you're in the. So, in the so, uh, so no, but here's the thing, though, James. Uh -huh. We would have been the better, the best rap group ever if we thought rap rap was gonna last. Yeah. If we yeah. because we all could write, we all yeah. could write. Poetry and everything. People yep. don't know that. People don't know that about me. A lot of times, I surprise people because I write poetry and they don't know that I can write. But we would have no. been a better best rap group out if we just thought rap was gonna last. Now I'll give you this. I'll give you this. I am known for my poems and my prose uh, and poetry, but you are a lot better than me, man. So can you kind of share with us? Why is the light going on, James? Can you share with us a little bit of your poetry, man? Because you are a better writer. We all could write. We all could dance. We all could act. So by far, if, if rap was a thing then and we would have known it would have last, we would have had that, that life, man. We had that. But uh, share with them one of your, a couple of your, your patented poems. So I'm a rock. I'll do something. I'll do people, places, and things. It people says, it is often that I sit and wonder as I stare out into space. I often wonder what will become of this thing, this thing, the human race. And as I wonder, I wonder why. I wonder why God even bothered at all. Because as I stare out at his greatest creations, I am compelled to feel quite small. In this wide range of miracles, there are many that surpass the human being. There's the ant, the bee, the butterfly, or oh, and the lion who is the king. But of all the creations created by God, each one knows its place. That is, of course, except for this thing, this thing, the human race. It is not good enough for us to be who we were meant to be, as if God has made a mistake. We seek to step outside of what he intended for us, 
and live in a world that is fake. What better for a woman to be than to be a mother and a wife? It is the reason man asked God for her, the reason God gave her life. And what better for a man to be than to be a husband and a dad? For a man that has nurtured and provided a, for a family and given everything that he had. What if the other creations created by God decided to do their own will? Gone would be the beautiful flowers and every lion would be killed because if the male bee decided to forget the queen and to run the beehive himself, no flower would ever be pollinated, no honey would be on the shelf. And what if the female lion decided that the male was lazy and that he had to hunt his own prey? No one would be there to protect the young, to run the enemy away. It is often that I sit and wonder, and I think about this thing, the human race. You know, I wonder what will become of it if it never returns to its place. Wow. That was good. That was good. Look, if you guys want to hear that again and again and again, you can go to the replays next week. And simply go to thejamesdentleyshow.com. Go to thejamesdentleyshow.com. And Dennis has a, 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 a whole archive of incredible points. I mean, this guy puts me to shame. I promise you that. I'm glad he's not on the stage with me because I, I probably wouldn't have a rep. Because <laughs> everybody has to get it from somewhere. But Dennis, you got, you got one more you want to give us? Okay, so let me give you uh, – wait, hold on. Let me, let me see. Let me see. Let me find something that's – a little, a little shorter and a little better. A little. Okay, I'll do, what I'll do is I'll do, I'll do, um, I am tall and slender. My body is safe. It is something I work at. There is nothing safe. But beyond my body, there is my mind. Sharp from birth and fine-tuned with time. But when people see me, that is not what they see. They see what's on the outside and they think that that's me. I try to preserve this temple. This God's gift. I try to always smell good. Just take a whiff. But I'm always thinking, and, I, and most of my thoughts are serious. But when I share my ideas, most think I'm delirious. The, the ideas may be good, but because they're from me. Because I'm a little trendy and they see what they see. They don't see my ideas for what they think they could be. I am older than I look. I don't look my age. I could try out for GQ and I might get one page. But instead, I would be better behind it all. Taking it from nothing and growing it tall. With an ability to nurture, that is my call. But what is perceived because of my outside becomes my downfall. I can articulate when speaking because I have a silver tongue. Or well, I learned to enunciate when I was very young. But that blessing is a trait I don't always use. I sometimes fall to the level of those that I confuse. I try and catch myself when I find myself raising my voice. Although they might be ignorant, I have a choice. I must always remember that because of how I am perceived, that the best is required to weave the web that I weave. I am known by many, many shake my hand. But although some shake it, they don't like this man. They've never taken the time to find out who I am and what's in my heart. They call themselves friends, but that's a lie from the start. Some of them wish that I would fail, and some of them wish that I would just go to hell. But I'm here to tell them that God is my source and that the voice that is in me is the Almighty's voice, that they may slow down my actions, but they can't stop my wit. And with the power that's in me, they can't make me quit. Wow. Okay, guys, you guys got to go to archives and get this stuff, man. I mean, this guy has so much stuff. Matter of fact, we got to publish it, man. I don't even want to go you to go into suppose, propose, because they won't be able to catch it or hear every lyric. But you got some bad stuff. And as a writer, one of the best I've ever seen. Now, you started a hair magazine called Salon Profile. And the thing I admired about that was I would go on these photo shoots with you and watch how you can create scenes. You just create a scene out of nothing. So it was unlike any other hair magazine that was out there. Is that something you always had, Dennis, or is it, where does that come from? So, so here's what happened, James. Here's what happened. Here's, here's what happened. 
So I, we had the clubs. Me and you both. So we we also we ended up owning clubs, owning clubs. I had two clubs. Three. I had two clubs when I met my my wife, my second wife. I had two clubs, and I told her that I wanted to get out of the club business because I couldn't stay married if I'm gonna be in a club all night. I'm gonna tell you that. I told her it's not gonna work. So I went back to doing hair, and I saw a hair magazine. And, and, and I had been doing hair like two months. I saw a hair magazine. I said, you know what? I can do a way better book than this. And that's when I started publishing hair, hair magazines. That's what led me. In four months, I had the number one book in the country. Because I had the idea that the book didn't have to appeal to the outside person. It had to be a helpmate to the hairdresser. So in other words, so what we started doing was we put regular people in the book. Aunt Sarah, Cousin Jane, my sister, your sister, people that were of, of, of all ethnicities, regular people, no particular type of bone structure, face color, face shape, so that everybody who came in the salon and picked the book up would be able to see themselves and say, if she looks this good with this hairstyle, this hairstyle will look good on me. Wow. And that's how I created the book. And that book was Salon Profiles, guys. If you're familiar with Salon Profile, if you're on social media, hey, I'd say, I remember. I remember Salon Profile. You know, it's a great book. And then you guys created a braid book as well. And I would go to the hair shows with you guys, and I had never seen such a frenzy over a magazine in my entire life, man. It's a job well done. And, and for all the entrepreneurs out there, Dennis, now, how, now you're one of the people that knows how to create from whatever gifts and talents you have, how to create a business out of it. So... If you are going to share with people how can they create a business out of their gift, what do you think are the things that really help you do it? So the first thing I always tell people, the one thing I'm sure of, there's no such thing as a sure thing. But I do know this, that a single drop of water with persistence and precision will work its way through a rock if you have the audacity to believe that. If you have the audacity to believe it and to have the patience to wait on it and work it through, that water will work through that rock eventually. You just have to have patience and let it work and stay with it. And stay, if you believe in it, stay with it. Wow. Stay with it. Wow. So now stay you have to with it. Because if you, don't, if, you don't, if you don't stay with it and somebody else do it, you'll be mad at yourself. Yeah, amen, brother. Amen. So how many times we had an idea and we didn't do it and then we found it and saw it was in the stores, it was on the infomercial, somebody else created my idea. I had a, I had a, a coach I ran back to a, uh, a few weeks ago named Shelly Hunt. And Shelly Hunt used to also coach uh, Steve Jobs. And I'll never forget, she said, if you wait until you're ready, you're already too late. And then she said, you either think big or you don't think at all. It takes no more effort to think big than it does to think small. So, so Dennis, now you've had the nightclubs, we danced for a living. We pantomimed. And we had that was our own business. You had the nightclubs. Uh, you had beauty salons. Um, you've got you're now in your fitness. You've done some, a few other things. Uh, no, you're also a great cook. You actually were baking. I had help. the food truck. I had the food truck, and I just yeah. couldn't keep up, James. I couldn't cook. Do what I'm doing, which is personal training, and sell the food and, and cook it too. I had to get rid of the truck. I had a food truck, but my father, tell my father's son. And my father raised me. It was eight of us in my house. At one point, there was an eight, a seven, a six, a five, a four, a three, a two, and a one-year-old. And my wow. mother never worked. 
my daddy, but so, and I didn't grow up ever, I didn't grow up in that situation where we did this and that, and that, that impoverished. I'm not even going to claim, because I don't ever remember needing anything that I didn't have. I might have wanted something that I didn't get, and that's I worked for and hustled for, shoveled some snow, raked some leaves. But if I needed a blue shirt for picture day, I had a blue shirt for picture day. Yeah. So, so, so that's where I get my, my drive and my hustle. My daddy told me, he said, a man does not have a job, have to have a job. He just has to have an honest way of making a living. And he <clears> told me, he said, there is no shame in honest work. No matter what it is, there's no shame in honest work. And people make the, the mistake of believing that something is beneath them. And they wow. look up and somebody's making a million dollars doing it. Wow. We're going to take one more break and we're going to come back, man. I want to take this talk about a little health, a little wellness and go a little bit deeper into this entrepreneur thing, man. And then, and then your relationship with God as well. So we'll be right back with Dennis James Allen. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red Set. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at thejamesstentleyshow.com. Again, that's JD at thejamesstentleyshow.com. Now, back to the show. Well, we are back here with Dennis James Allen, and we're just getting into our family reunion experience from Chicago to California. Dennis, tell him the story. So, right, we, so, 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 we, we, of course, we hanging out all night before the family reunion. We hanging out with the Mary Jane girls from, uh, right. Rick James and Mary Jane girls. Remember James? We were hanging out with the Mary Jane girls. And yep. so, 
the guy who, who, who took us to the party said, said, oh, don't worry about it. I'll get you out to the, to the reunion. Don't worry about it. So he takes us to this, to this park, and we, we're thinking that we're at my family reunion, and I don't know my people out on the West Coast, but we're in California. I don't know them that well. I know, you know, I, because I got come from a really big family on my father's side. I got 900-something cousins. So we're thinking we had the right family reunion. We just sat down and ate and getting ready to eat and everything. And they get ready to bless the table. And they start praying and they say, thankful to be at the Robinson family reunion. My family last name is Alan. <laughs> we, <laughs> we get up. <laughs> it's not easy to car. <laughs> and get out of that parking lot. So we done party now all kinds. We done been there a couple of hours. Right, like, where y'all going? I don't really know these people. Huh? They were like, where y'all going? Two hours in, we're at the wrong family reunion hanging with everybody. We're at the wrong family reunion. Wow. We're at the wrong family reunion. So, 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 I say that to say, Dave, we have run into so many different, supposedly, famous people in our life and hung out with them like they because as regular people, as regular people, right now my son-in-law is Michael Jordan's right-hand man. He's the one that just signed Zion Williamson to the seventy-five million dollar contract. He's vice wow. president at, at Jordan Brand and Brand Jordan. So, and, and, and when I gave him the picture of me playing with Michael back in the day, because I used to go to the Lakeshore Athletic Club, and when Michael took those two years off, the year and a half he took off. He played with us every day. Right. Every single day he played with us at that Lakeshore Athletic Club. I got videos and everything. So here's what happened. We had a, he, we had a little league. He played in the little league we had. And so we had an all-star game. And because I guarded him so well, they gave me, me the leading vote getter. So I started the all I got a tape of this. I started the all-star game in front of Michael. So I always tease him if I ever see him. I'm the only one that started an all-star game in front of you in your prime. He just bust out laughing. He just bust out laughing. <laughs> and, and Reginald Armstrong told me that they wanted to put you out because you kept pushing Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, because he kept pushing me. <laughs> because he kept, so the first time I walked up to him, I told him, you got me to play. I say I hope you had a great, the first time I ever walked on the floor with him, I said, I hope you having a great, I hope you had a great day because the rest of your day is going to be nothing. So we had played a couple of games, and I told him, I said, I don't know why they say you're the best player I ever played this game. I, you ain't. Cuss words. <laughs> 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 he just fell on the floor laughing. <laughs> and we were friends every set. Wow. Wow, we that was cool. every set. So now you're in the training, man. Health is, is extremely important to you. It's obvious where you live because where you show up. So can you tell us about why health is so important? And how did, how it became so important to you? Because I didn't want to be my Uncle James. Originally, James, when I started working out, I was 40 years old. I did not want to be my Uncle James. I said, I'm not going to have this pot belly and these skinny legs. So I started working out, and I got in shape so fast that everybody started coming to me and asking me, hey, how you do so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. So I fell into training by default. But, however, the older I got, like, like let's say now, the more I realized that I have lived more years than I got left. You, you know what I'm saying? So now, yeah. because, now you have to understand 
Every year you lose something if you don't take care of it. So if you if your finger's hurting and you don't do nothing about your finger, it goes to your wrist and goes to your elbow, goes to your shoulder, your whole arm ain't no good no more. So you have to address issues as they present themselves. You got to keep on trying to keep it from from becoming an issue. You have to eat right. Your body doesn't don't process food the same way it did when you were younger because you're less active and your motor has slowed down. So all of these things become a part of why it is that you have to develop a new lifestyle and let it become your new lifestyle. You have to think like that. If you don't think like that, everybody's going to get old. The concept of life is not to let old get you. Oh, wow. Wow. Everybody's going to get old. Just don't let old come get you. Wow. Yeah, you just can't let old get you. You're going to get old. If you keep living, the numbers are going to add up. But you just can't let old get you. Wow. Wow. That's a good one. So so tell us about your relationship with family, with God. What are the things that are important to you, man? What have you learned? All the things that we've done. Again, I say, when you come to a realization, James, that your lineage is all that you leave in this world. So your lineage being your children and your children's children. So you have to have an understanding that nobody is going to remember you except they see your kids, except they see your grandkids. And, they, and, and, and the process will be, it's just like you tell a story about Joe Kennedy. Everybody knows Joe because Joe left everybody something. You see what I'm saying? All the Kennedys know who Joe is because Joe left everybody something. It is not necessarily, and the Bible says that, that, that a man leaves, a wise man leaves something to his children's children. And it's not necessarily money. Right. Because of today's society, you got to pour into your lineage just like your grandfather poured into you because they're going to miss common sense. They're going to miss common sense, reasonable common sense. So just, just like I tell people, if, 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 if the female lion did not admonish those cubs for going straight away, the hyenas would tear them up. And that's because they don't, they're not born with the sense to stay away from the hyenas. They're only taught that. So if you're not if you're not teaching your kid how to maneuver through life, you saying you're gonna let them figure it out. They don't have a base to figure it out from. They come in this world an empty shell. So how do they figure? What are they figuring with? Only mm. what you give them. And if you're giving them nothing, then they're making mistakes based on the nothing they know. Wow. Say that again. So if you're giving them, if you're giving our, if we're giving if our giving children nothing, nothing, then they're making mistakes based on the nothing they know. They don't know nothing because you've given them nothing to know. So if you got to tell so we came up with because I said so. That's the explanation your parent gave you. Yeah. And keep living. Yeah. Because I said so and keep living. Mm. And we learned what they why, the reason why I'm so smart right now is because my daddy said so. <laughs> and he also told me to keep living. Right. Right. Wow. Wow. Uh, and, and, and I tell people, wisdom, people don't miss, have a misconception about wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge applied with common sense and used with discernment. You can have all the knowledge in the world, have all the common sense in the world and no discernment, and you're not wise because you're still making stupid mistakes. You've got to be able to have the power of discernment, and discernment comes from watching yes. the people that's supposed to be teaching you. You Man, watch the people that are supposed so, so I watch my father get up every morning. 
I never saw him lay in the bed. I watched him get up every morning and go walk to that bus and get on that bus and go to work at 4 o'clock every morning. That's why I work every day. I don't really have to work if I don't want to like that, but it's just a habit. It's a habit because that's what keeps me young. Because I'm because the older you get, the more you better be active. You yeah. know, you 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 retire, but don't retire and get and to die. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Retire right. to live. Retire to live. Don't retire to die. Amen. Amen. Amen to that, brother. Well, look, man, so I, I uh, pastor. Mm-hmm. And so I told my pastor, so my pastor, when I first started going to church, I go to John Hanna's church. And so I told my pastor, he became my client like a month or two after I first got to the church. And so I said to him, he said, so I, he would try to write me out a check and I would give it back to him. And he said, why are you giving me my money back? I said, because the Lord didn't tell me to train you for money. He told me to train you to let the people see you so they should have hope. So in other words, you, when, when I'm standing here talking about your temple, my temple has to look like what reflects the words that's coming out of my mouth. You understand? But, so in other words, you can't admonish me for sexual prowess and you ain't, you gluttoning on this side because it's still a sin. You suffering from the sin of gluttony and showing the visually showing it and I'm having my sin of sexual, my sexual sin. No. It's the same sin, Pastor. It's the same sin, Pastor. So we have to. So in other words, we have to show ourselves to be who we say we are. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. You know, it's so Your interesting because I find so many be people. Yeah, man. I find so many people that I try to share with people. Though it's it's harder to, if you want to teach someone how to do something. The best way to teach them is through a good example, because if you're living it, then you understand a better how to teach them. But through your example and living it, they'll learn and they'll be able to hear through their eyes. They'll be able to hear through all of their senses because everything lines up. You're in, a, you're in agreement with, with what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. I can tell you, but I can show you better. Yeah. That visual, Absolutely. I can tell you, and sh- but that visual you will have is a vision. So nobody ever believes I am as old as I am. And they always say to me, you look good for your age. And I say, how am I supposed to look? How am I supposed to look? Like Satchel Page said, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you was? Wow. How old would you be if you didn't know how old you was? So in other words, once you get in to age, and you just, then, then that's, that's what you're going to look like. You get in. But just like you take care of your car and buff it and get it, get it, get it, get, get it redone and all that, do you like that too. Do you the same way. Make sure that you're getting your facial. Make sure that you're getting your, you're getting your teeth clean. Make sure that you're getting your teeth replaced. Make sure that you're getting your, that you're watching what you're eating, so that you, so that your your vehicle looks like the vehicle you riding in, all polished up. Yeah. Now you know what, man. I remember years ago. Um, you know, years ago, your your dad went on. Al went on to, to be with God, and then my dad pops went on, and, and then Nisi, sweet little Nisi. Went on a few weeks ago, and then my mom followed. So, what would you say uh, to legacy? If, if you could speak to, because you knew my mother, you knew pops very well. You paid him rent. <laughs> and so, James, I was going to give a, I was going to do a poem, but your mom had already wrote out a thing. So, I was going to say, "Almighty Death, I summon you up to ask this question of you." You see, I thought long and hard about why you visit, and yet still, I have no clue. 
Now, it is widely known that I am a scholar, so not much gets by me. But there are a few things that are not quite clear about this particular subject, and perhaps you can enlighten me. Now, it is also known that you are both swift and final, so that you and I engage in a pretty debate. Hold on, Death, I know that you're always busy, but for not right now, that business can wait, because if you are as powerful as the masses claim, there's one thing I challenge you to show. I challenge you to show me where your victory lies so that I can let the others know. You see, you did not get her soul. She long ago promised that to God. So I'll give it up to you, Death. You might be pretty swift, but you really ain't that smart because you did not get her love. Take a good look around the room. And although you may be quick with your flesh grabbing, her spirit won't be leaving to us too soon. You did not get her heart. It is the trusted to the ones she loved. You did not get her humor or her laughter up above. And I know that you didn't get her future because it is right there, right there in her grandchildren's eyes. So, almighty death, I have summoned you up to tell you that for you there is no prize. So you can go on back to your work as unrewarding as it may be because I now have the answer to my question. You have no victory. Wow. Ooh, we you gotta write that one down. That was one from my sisters. Okay, we got we gonna have to. I'm about to let you share that one. That's that was good. No, my mother, uh, she wrote her obituary in 2007. My mother, she wrote out every part of her funeral, and it wasn't like she was in a hospital or anything. She had everything detailed. She wrote letters to all her grandchildren that was just for them. She spent time with all of her children, and she really did it her way. Look. Our time is up for right now, man. I really enjoyed it. We got to get you back, man, because you're so good. We're being on the radio and so natural. We're launching a TV network. I'm going to come and talk to you and ask you about uh, helping us out with that or, or what part you like to play, if any, in that. Um, but definitely, man, people like you are just a beacon of light, you know, to come from where we come from, to done the things we've done, and to be able to continue to navigate our way through this thing. Absolutely. Like, and figure a way to still be happy every single day, just like we did when we were 19 to 20 years old. So that's going to conclude our show, folks. Uh, again, we had Mr. Dennis James Allen, my brother, on the, on, on the show today. If you want to ask Dennis any questions, or if you want to get more information on how you can contact him, if you need a great personal trainer, you can email me at jd at thejamesdentleyshow.com. Now, before we go, one last thing. For those of the first five people who email me, I've got some free tickets to an all-star uh, golf weekend in Las Vegas. I believe October is a celebrity golf uh, tournament, uh, celebrity uh, October 1st through the 4th. And if you're interested in going and you can get to Las Vegas on those dates or you're already out there, I have VIP tickets for the five people. So give me a hit at JD at thejamesentleyshow.com. We'll talk to you next week at the James Entley Show. Remember, we don't think outside the box because in our world, there is no box. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Dennis. Thank you for listening to The James Dentley Show. Be sure to join James for another inspiring show next Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here next week.